What's going on, everyone? Alex De Silva, Happy as Larry Group. I hope you are well, and welcome to another episode of the Feel Good Show. I am very pleased and very thankful, very grateful, I have to say, for my guest this morning, getting up at the crack of dawn in Australia to uh, to do this show with me, this show with me. Paul McWilliams, he is a podcaster, vlogger. Go check him out on iTunes. He has a podcast called The Adelaide Real, a guide to getting fit together. Um, and I've got to be honest, we were just talking, you know, welcome to the show, Paul. How's it going? Um, very good. I'm awake now, so we're all good to go. Good stuff, man. Listen, you know, I know that, you know, you, you literally pulled the covers, you know, got your shit together, as you said, and, you know, and, and this, uh, you know, and, Got, got to do the show for me. So listen, I'm, I'm really grateful to... It gives me a morning off from the gym. So that's nice. Oh, there you go. There you go. And listen, let's just kind of get straight into it. You know, we met, we both did this course together, the Broadcast Yourself. And, yep. you know, it was really interesting. We kind of saw each other throughout the course. And I was really keen to have a chat with you because I loved your your presence behind a video and, and what you were trying to do. For people who don't know, because uh, obviously, you know, my guys, well, I really want them to, to hear about your story. So talk yep. to me about how the whole thing came about and, you know, and, and as you kind of launched into this podcast and, and, and blog. Well, it's, um, look, I got to the point I was a, I was a, um, I guess, a professional, <laughs> semi-professional sportsman in Australia many years ago in the late 80s, early 90s. I played Australian football, which is different to your football. Mm-hmm. Um uh, people can Google it. What is AFL? And you'll soon find out. But um, I love RFL. <laughs> it's, a, it's it's a violent game, and yeah. it's a it's a fast game. It's a very physical game. Um, and subsequently, I'd had you know, as most people do that play the game, will carry on a lot of injuries when they retire. Mm-hmm. And um, I use that as an excuse not to exercise after being very active. So what I did is continued to eat like a horse and drink like a, <laughs> a crazy man and um, just stacked on all the weight over the years and, and got to a point where I'm 50 now and I'd tried to lose weight previously but I hadn't really stuck to it. There'd been no accountability. Um, so I decided that I needed to really get my shit together and that was the original name of the podcast was Adelaide Real, a guide to getting your shit together. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, iTunes didn't like that, so uh, we, we've changed it to getting your fit together, yeah. which I think is a better, which is a better title anyway. Um, so embarked on, and as you did, embarked on this podcasting um, journey, and it's been fantastic. And and the podcast for me was a way because I'm a big fan of podcasts. I love listening to podcasts, um, and I think they're really. Um, it's an intimate way to consume, yeah. you know, media, and it's a you feel as though you get to know the people that are producing the podcast. You know, they're in the in your ear for quite a bit of the week, and um, I thought that was a really good way to bring some accountability into my fitness journey. Is to say to the world, not that the world cares, but some accountability for me to say I'm doing this and. It was a way for me to then say, well, okay, you've put yourself out there. Your balls are on the line, so to speak, that you don't want people to think you're a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've, you've said you're going to do this and, and now you, you haven't done it. And, oh, there's, there's Macca. Look what is, he's all talking. He's not doing anything. Yeah. So 
So that was a big, big uh, motivating factor is a selfish one to to basically put that out there to say I'm doing it. And and the idea was to, I guess, get some great information from for free. So look up some people that know what happens in this space, you know, about losing weight, getting fit, wellness, all that sort of stuff, and asking them on the podcast to give me some free information basically and if it helps anyone else, yeah. <laughs> it's a bonus, you know. Yeah. So that's what I've done and I've been very lucky. I've been very lucky with some of the people that I've had on there. We were talking earlier like I had the um, uh, Drew Manning, the fit to fat to fit guy and I, I I was calling him the fat to fit to fat guy and that didn't <laughs> didn't quite make sense. But um, and and some other people too. And I yesterday I interviewed a fellow in Australia that won bodybuilding.com's 2018 transformation. Oh wow! Australian, Australian guy. This is a worldwide competition. He won won himself a hundred thousand dollars. Nice. And you know he's he's very happy, obviously, because he's yeah. transformed transformed his life. Um, but he's got a big load of cash to go with it. So, yeah. um. Just tapping into those people has been really good. And, and then on top of that, building a Facebook presence around the podcast, which yeah. you're probably doing as well. Yeah. And then posting lots of videos. You know, the, the big thing at the moment is that we can really bombard people with information mm-hmm. and they can choose to choose to jump in and take part or they can just ignore it and that's great and certainly not here to push anyone to watch any of my content but Mm -hmm. that's been really good in terms of support people watching that content commenting you know you like yourself and other people that have really sort of you feel as though they're behind you helping you so Yeah. yeah so it's been fantastic so basically it's about me trying to lose weight and get fit and get healthy and then along the way, all this other stuff has sort of happened with it, and it's been great. Oh, yeah. yeah. And how's it going with with actually um, the weight loss? Because you've dropped quite a bit, didn't you? When I when look, I had look, I was so I was one hundred and hundred and fifty nine kilograms, which is around the sort of three fifty pounds. Wow! So I was a big boy. Yeah. Really? Um, um, down to I've dropped about forty pounds, so I dropped about sixteen. 16, 17 kilos in the in the, just over three months. Um, the goal for me, and I guess in the past, I always tried to lose weight really quickly. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't losing 20 pounds in a month, you know, I was a failure. Yeah. And it's not, that's just not sustainable. Some people can do it, you know, they go on the biggest loser and that sort of thing and, yeah. and uh, nearly kill themselves, to be yeah. perfectly honest. It's not a healthy way no. to do it. And it's not realistic either, is it? That's the thing. When no. you when you're putting your yeah, so much stress as well, and you're you're essentially starving your body of yeah. actual nutrients your body needs. And if you're exercising that much as well, it, it's because um, I, I listened when you were talking to, to Drew, and I think he mentioned, didn't he, that about ninety yeah. percent of the people actually pile the weight back on. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and I've had experience. Well, I've had experience myself with with my weight fluctuating up and down. Um, yeah. You know, and I completely understand as well. It's one of these things where it's tough. You know, not it only is. from a from a physical perspective, but mentally as well. Which yeah. I touched on. Which I was re- I, when I was listening this morning, I was so happy and looking forward to talking to you because, you know, I, I wanted to ask you that question. Actually, you know, how 
was it making you feel emotionally? Because, you know, for me, it was tough, man. I was on this vicious cycle of, you know, depression and then eating because, you know, I have an addictive behavior. So food is is one thing I'm, I, I'm, I was really addicted yeah. to. So how did that do? Did you suffer from that stuff? And were you kind of in that cycle as well? Well, look, I think, you know, I don't think I was, I've never been, um, um, diagnosed with depression or anything like that but certainly I it was I wasn't happy you know mm. about it and it was a real it, it it was a real struggle to um you know you feel as though you're a failure mm. when your whole life you've been fit super fit and there's an expectation around people to be fit and and healthy and certainly in Australia that's true yeah. and then when you're not when you were previously you know it's a real because you still see yourself as a as a fit person, yeah. like your mindset. Well, I did anyway. Yeah, but I, I was nowhere near that, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it is. It's a real struggle, and it's a real. It, every time you do those little dips where you do lose a little bit of weight quickly, yeah. Generally, what happens is you'll come back up, and then you'll go past where you were in the beginning. Anyway, you'll put on weight, so mm-hmm. it's you know yeah. You're down, and then you're up even higher, and then you're down, and then that all just compounds, and it just becomes like this Mount Everest that you're never going to get over. You're never going to get through it. Yeah, and I think that's where making small change for some people can do it, but for me, I need to make I needed to make a massive change, mm. and that's where you know I've changed my diet completely. I've gone plant based with my diet, nice. and that's been fantastic. Yeah. Now I can't say that'll be there forever, but at the moment it's working for me and it's it's helped me feel good, energetic, and and um, because I'm a world class sleep, I, I can sleep in, Alex, yeah. and uh, so yeah, <laughs> I've had to change that as well. So I've been getting up really early, I've been getting up around four thirty, four forty five in the morning, heading off to the gym just after five, primarily because if I um, if I get to late in the afternoon and I haven't been to the gym, it's unlikely that I'm going to go. Yeah. So I had, I had to make a change around that as well. So one of the big motivating factors for me is that I need to have both of my knees replaced because they're buggered, they're gone. So, um, but they won't do the surgery that I recommend. It's not the, they just won't do it really. If I'm overweight, it's not, not worth it. Um, so they want you to lose weight. They don't, don't tell you exactly how much weight to lose, but they just say, you know, you need to lose some weight. Um, so that's what I'm doing, and off I go. And I guess obviously as, as I lose weight, the knees will feel a bit better and, you know, I'm not, not carrying much as much weight around. But, um, yeah. yeah, so that that's really the reason behind jumping on and doing this this crazy podcasting thing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but it's been it's been incredible watching your 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 videos and and as I said, listening to the people that you've been interviewing, it's really inspiring because as you said, it's it's taking accountability, and it's not from the sense of um, I guess what you've done is you you've made that decision, you know, which yeah. I think a lot of people struggle to make, you know, yeah. and I think it it's such an important thing if I'm working with a client or if, you know, even to do with myself and and you can verify this as well is I think there are times when we get to a point in life where we have to say, okay, enough's enough, you know? And once you make that real decision that you said, okay, now I'm going to change. It's almost like your brain then triggers and says, okay, right, let's do this. 
you know, and, and I guess that's what you've done, right? You've got to that point in your life where, you, as you said, your knees are buggered, you're, you know, massively overweight, you're unhealthy, you're not very happy. And yeah. and this is the thing, isn't it? That cycle then continues. And um, yeah. it's... Well, that's the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge is making the decision, you know, realistically. And I was talking to somebody yesterday, losing weight than getting fit because I want to get fit. I don't just want to lose weight. So there's a, there's a difference there. You can do the biggest loser thing and you can, you can do a lot of exercise and you can virtually eat, you know, nothing and yeah. drop a lot of weight, but it doesn't mean that you're getting fit or well. Mm. So my goal is, I think it's going to take me around 18 months yeah. to, to get where I want to be now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an ongoing lifetime thing now for me because, as you know, you know, I can easily slip back into eating too much and drinking too much and doing all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, the I want it to be a fit. So I want to build muscle and stamina and all those sorts of things. So it's not going to be a downward spiral. It's going to be ups and downs and ups and downs. But as long as I'm heading in the right direction, yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah. And as you say, it's making that decision when your brain – or something within you knows that this is it, this is what I have to do, it does make it a lot easier. So that's my advice to anyone that's thinking about doing something. You know, you might not have that total conviction, but just get up every day and form that habit. Yeah. Do do what you said you were going to do. And before you know it, you'll be three months down the track or four months down the track. Because every morning I have the decision, Stay in bed, get up. It's only two decisions. Yeah. Just get up, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> think about anything else, you know, be really selfish about it. So yeah. stay in bed, get up, get up. Yeah. And then you're, you're there. Yeah, I was listening to, um, you know, Mel Robbins. She's a success coach, very famous yes. in America. Yeah, so I was listening to her audio book called Kick House with Mel Robbins. And her previous book, it talks about it's like the five second rule. So you make a decision within the first five seconds. Right. And yeah. in what you were talking about, you know, you either, and it is two decisions, you either get out of bed or you don't. And if you use yeah. that five second rule, um, it's interesting that you know, you, you are going to either make a decision to do something or not. And, and it's that yeah. conviction and it's that, you know, ability to make yourself accountable, you know, and yeah. if you do it within that timeline, you're going to do it, you know, yeah. or you're not. And then nine times yeah. out of 10, if you're in that place where, you know, you're, you're not too sure, especially because of the way the brain works, you know, the brain is there to protect us. Right. So when we, when, yeah. when we get too comfortable, the brain understands, well, you're comfortable. What do you want to go out of bed for? It's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Get yeah. up at 10 o'clock. You can have a cross on. It's fine. I'll, you know, yeah. we'll cook some fried stuff. You know, but that's, that's what I used to tell myself. You can have some chocolate. No one's going to know. It's all good. And the next thing, you know, or you can make the decision of it's 4.30 in the morning. Get the fuck out of bed. Get to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go and do something. Exactly. And that's what you've done. Yeah. Right? And look, and, and I've taken the position to, and, and early on I would go get up, go to the gym. I'd come back and then I'd go back to bed. <laughs> but I, I still got up, right? Yeah. So just, it's just making that, forming that habit. I got up, I did the work, went back to bed for half an hour, 45 minutes. Probably didn't sleep, but just snuggled up and got warm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I like that Mel's, you know, stealing my material, that five-second rule already. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, um, 
Yeah, it is, and it sounds very simple, and in practice, it can be very simple, mm-hmm. but it's it's not easy. You know, let's let's not kid ourselves, and it's not it's not going to be easy. If you need to make a drastic change, whether it's kicking, you know, a food habit or a drug habit or anything like that, you know, it's a massive challenge. It's not it's not something that really should be taken lightly. Is but it can be done. Yeah, and that's you know, people should know that. If, and and that's why. With the podcast, I'm searching for people that have done something, they've made a change or they've, they've helped people make change mm. because it's the old thing. If one person can do it, mm. why can't I do it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's, and that's really the way people should think. I think, you know, no one else's circumstances are that different to yours. You know, fundamentally we're all the same. Absolutely. And, you know, if you just look at it that way and you don't try and confuse it and, and um, make it too com- complicated... Because people overcomplicate, they go and you know. I, I listen to Rich Roll, the Rich Roll podcast, and he says people come up to him, and you know he's an ultra marathoner and triathlete and the whole endurance athlete. Yeah, and they come up to him, and if you know, the first questions are, "What heart rate should monitor should I buy? What what sneakers should I buy? What bike should I buy?" And his attitude is, "Just use what you've got," mm. you know. The doing is the thing that's going to improve you. It's not the stuff around that. Yeah. It's just, you know, and as you progress, then you might upgrade to do other things. But yeah. don't research all the gyms. Don't research all the different styles of exercise. Don't do any of that sort of stuff. Just get up and go for a walk around the block. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're fit enough, do it two times or three times or whatever or go to the local park, find some some play equipment and just you pull yourself up on the bars, you know, use your body weight. Do Everyone knows how to do a push-up or a sit-up or things like that, and there's all variations of those yeah. to do. I couldn't do a push-up nearly four months ago, mm. you know, 159 kilos. Yeah. I struggled. Now I'm doing 100 a day, you know, nice, proper yeah. push-ups. Yeah. So, you know, it can be done. You've just got to chip away and, you just got to chip away and do it. So yeah. don't um, – my message would be don't complicate things. Keep it simple. It's the old KISS principle, just keep it simple. Yeah. And um, it's a time thing. Over over time, put in the effort, you'll get the results. Yeah. And that's exactly it, isn't it? It's not a <clears> – <throat> everybody wants a quick win nowadays. You know, it's quick results, quick win. You know, yeah. it's not um, – you know, I heard something that was really interesting as well. We're, we're very good at keeping busy, but people confuse keeping busy with hard work. There is a very yeah. big difference between keeping busy and actually putting some hard work in, you know, and yeah. you can see that in the gym where you see people keeping busy, but they're not working hard, you know, and then they yeah. wonder why nothing's changing. So, yeah. you know, and, and you've seen that, you know, you from, from somebody that couldn't do a push up to now doing a hundred a day, yeah. you have to make that decision. Again, it's all about decision-making and it's about, you know, having that conviction to say, I'm going to start at one and then I'm going to go to two and, you know, look at where you are today. And I think absolutely, it's about that life's change, isn't it? It's understanding that this is not a quick win. It's a lifestyle change. You know, you've got to, to, to understand that you've got to be in it for the long run. And you've interviewed some incredible people as well, you know, people who are CrossFitters, you know, uh, obviously, you know, Drew Manning as well. And, and they've yeah. even said to you, this is a, a way of life. You know, it doesn't just yeah. come overnight. These people are not born with six packs and, you know, these incredible genes. And you've mentioned yourself that 
we all start at the same place. You know, when we're born, we all start at the same place. We all start at the same level. You know, no one's born more special than another. We're all born very pure, but the lifeline that we start to go down, okay, that may change a little bit, you know, and but we all have the same capabilities. We all have the same abilities to do things. It's just how much do you want it, right? Yeah, look, I think, it, you know, and certainly, um, you know, we are blessed to be born into, you know, Western society and, and not be, you know, starving in Africa. That's, you know, that would certainly be a challenge and people that get through that are amazing just to live every day. They're incredible, incredible people. That's a magnificent feat. But, you know, all things being equal, yeah, we've all got the same opportunities and, you know, people look for reasons why they can't do something and that's been a real flip for me is that I used to say I can't do that you know, and I'd use my knees as an excuse or I'd use the fact that, you know, oh, of course I missed that job because that other person looks better in their suit or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So you justify these things and, and but didn't change. Um, but now now the my thinking is I can do that, you know. It might take me longer than for you to do it. If you're going to walk around the block, you might run around the block, but I can still do my five kilometres. I can still do my 10 kilometres. It's going to take me a bit longer, but I think I can still do that. Whereas, you know, in the part, so if you can get your metre, if you're looking at like your fuel dial of positivity and negativity, you know, your negativity is like you're just about on empty Mm. in your car. If you can get your dial up to about halfway or just over halfway mm. into the positive side, you'll actually, rather than your, your tank emptying as you go, your tank's going to start filling up Yeah, because positivity, you'll start surrounding yourself with positive people and they'll add to your positivity. Yeah. So you'll find that you'll start thinking, you know, yeah, thinking like a, a, a positive well-adjusted, happy person yeah, absolutely. Than, than being Mr. Negative or Mrs. Negative all the time. Yeah. But it's it it's, seems like it's easy to say that, but it, it does work, you know. It really does work, you know. Just just that mind shift is, is really uh, empowering. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's that thing, isn't it? Surround yourself with the people you want to become, you know. Yeah. And, and, and this is where you get your, your inspiration and aspiration, you know, it's exactly that. If you're surrounding yourself by positive people, then you're going to naturally become more positive. And I say this to people uh, quite a lot as well. And I've had to make that decision of actually getting rid of people that bring no benefit to my life, you know. Yeah. And you know what? It was a hard decision, but it was the best thing that, that's ever happened in my life, you know, because, yeah. again, making that decision, as soon as I made that decision to do that, it's interesting that, you know, the people that you kind of call friends or the people that are there to support you. Once these people disappear out of your life, it's funny that the people you then generally start to become, you surround yourself by that, you know, those, those type of individuals, right? Yeah. It's a real attraction thing. And it's, it's for me, it's been, you know, around the, the podcast and starting the Facebook group, you know, there's been, um, and it's not crazy. Look, there's about 1200 people that have jumped on following the Facebook group and hopefully that does grow. But, um, the support you get from total strangers yeah. is amazing, and it's um, it's not something I was looking for, but it was. It's certainly been a great one of the great surprises and one of the great benefits of doing this is that a lot of support out there. And I think you know, 
the internet's a terrific place for negativity yeah. and there's a lot of bad stuff that, that's on there and bullying and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But the flip side is there's also a lot of positivity and, and um, you know, good things happening. And, you know, if you can get back to that positivity meter in your own head and I think for a long time I was one of these guys that thought, you know, if you all that stuff's a bit bloody airy fairy, you know, all this positive attitude and thinking all that sort of bullshit, you know. But it does seem to be um, true in the sense that if you're walking around putting out positive energy and you're not walking around dancing and singing and being crazy, but if you're just, you know, confident within yourself, Mm. you you attract other confident, happy people. If you're walking around with your shoulders down, your head down and, like, you know, you're kicking a tin along the street and you you just people just cross the road and want to go to the other side of the road and don't want to be near you. So you're only going to attract other negative people and you'll just be standing around in a circle talking about how bad it is. Whereas, you know, you're not going to change if you're in that environment. So as you said, you can either cut people from your life make that decision to cut them or just by your actions and, and practices and habits, mm. they'll leave you. They'll leave anyway because you'll leave them behind. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is it. You, you usually yeah. sort of excel, you know. Yeah. And listen, I always say to people, look, you have a personal choice. You know, you, you either make the change or you stay where you are. To me, it yeah. makes no difference. You know, the choice that I make in my life doesn't impact anybody else. You know, right me and everything else around my life my wife my daughter you know my son my family friends having these conversations you know these are positive things that i've created you know because of the people that i chose to to surround myself with and it's interesting you you mentioned about online online is one of these places where we either have two choices like everything else in life we either use our tools of social media to do good things so as you're doing now you've taken something personal which Look, as I always say, it's the ripple effect. You know, you're, you've decided to take accountability for yourself to do something good, and it's rippling effects now, you know, to other people who are, you're attracting, you know, people who want to yeah. follow you and change as you have. And there are people, on the other hand, who unfortunately choose to do the opposite. Now, here's the thing that I've learned for me is I want to focus on those people because what I've learned is that they need us. They just want to be in the same place. They just don't know how to, you know, and I've learned by sort of understanding and working with people that, you know what, how people behave doesn't make who they are. Does that make sense? You know, everybody is just other people's ways of reaching out, you know, and and so I've kind of learned that, you know what, keep hating because one day you're going to cross the road. You know, one day you're going to cross the road as you have and I have. Yeah, look, everyone's capable. Everyone's capable of doing it, and it's a, it's um, and a big thing for me too. I didn't want to be, you know, seventy five, eighty years old, and think, why didn't you just do it? Mm. You know, why didn't you just because, you know, as you know, the governments are trying to get everyone to work longer and yeah. <laughs> do all this sort of stuff. And if you're overweight and unfit, it's, that's going to be harder and harder because I know it's hard now. Um, so you know from that personal point of view but also as it's gone on as you say it really does feel good when you help other people that may have been sitting on the fence and and have decided you know i'm going to jump onto the 
to the good side and and do something about my health and fitness. And I've had messages from people saying, you know, you've inspired me to go for a walk or, you know, I've got up early and I've gone for a run because I've watched one of your videos. And that's fantastic. You know, that's awesome. And that that helps me, keeps me going. And which is what I want to do. That's the selfish part of it. But the, I guess the community part of it is, oh, that's awesome. We're building a little bit of a community here. And I know tribe is an overused word, but you know, you build, you find your tribe, you find your people that you're sort of on the same wavelength. Yeah. And, and they come along for the journey with you. So, you know, and I think what you, what you were saying about, you know, you try to help these people, I guess you can only try so much though, can't you? You, you know, you can't, it's the old thing, you can lead a horse to water and all that sort of stuff. But mm. what I'm finding is I'm trying to lead by example. You know, I can't, can't tell my kids or my friends or whatever, you have, this is what they have to do. Mm. My way is okay start with you, get yourself right, yeah. and they might then be okay. And it's not that I'm surrounded by unhealthy people, but, you know, there are, there's a couple there that if I can do it, you can do it, but I've got to do it first. Yeah. Okay? Otherwise, I won't be setting that example. And, um, yeah, and, and you talk about the people, some of the people that I've had on as, you know, I had John Joseph, who's a, you know, I think you probably know John. He's a vegan punk rock star and a triathlete and, um, you know, in some circles called a crazy man, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> He's an enormous energy, but he came from a position of, you know, he was a um, violent upbringing, mm. you know, he was a foster child, you know, sexually, physically abused in that foster home, Um lived on the streets, drug addict, drug dealer, mm. you know, you know, name it, he's probably done it. Um, and he's changed, he changed his life when he was a 21, 22 year old man. He found someone who was putting out positive energy, you know, one of the people from the bad brains who put him into the, the plant based vegan, um, diet and, and that led him down the track of sort of healing himself from his drug addiction and, 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 but also got him into what became his profession, what he became really world renowned for is his punk rock. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't a case that person that uh, connected with him wasn't out there probably looking to help because he was a black man, wasn't out there looking to help this little white punk dude who's selling drugs. But yeah. I think that positive energy that he was putting out there and that example attracted John it was probably a time in his life where he needed something you know yeah. and um now he's he does great things and he gives back to his community he's he's a real advocate for a vegan lifestyle he's an advocate for a healthy lifestyle so um you know he's completely changed his life from someone you would have thought well he's going to be dead by the time he's 30 yeah. you know from all the things he's doing and be shot or stabbed and I think he was shot and stabbed at some stage but he got through it <laughs> Um, so yeah, so you can learn a lot from these people and I wouldn't want to go through what they've gone through and and listening to your podcast, you know, I really enjoyed your interview with Neil Williams. Right. Yeah. What a change he's made in the last probably six to 12 months, you know? Yeah. He's, um, 
He could be on the cover of a fitness magazine. I know, right? Jesus. Hey? Last picture he posted up. <laughs> Unbelievable. And he's the, he's, he wants to get even more ripped. I don't know. I think it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> he even inspires me. Jesus. You know, and, but, yeah. and this is what I say to people all the time. You know, male, female, doesn't matter. You have no excuses. There are yeah. no excuses. You know, I'm trying to get a guy at the moment um, and – you know, the guy was like a crossfitter. He's paraplegic, I believe. Uh, crossfitter. He is, uh, he does climbing. He's done MMA. He even owns a box. And he's just been so busy. I haven't, we haven't had the chance to, to kind yeah. of catch up, but I'm, I'm staying in touch with this guy and tell you what, I cannot wait to get him on, on, on the show because that shows that there are no excuses, you know, and, and you've proven that, Neil's proven that. There are so many other people who who I've interviewed previously who have also proven that in, in different ways. Not, you know, not just what we're struggling with regards to weight issues, drug issues, you know, whatever it is, just kind of taking a leap of faith, you know, becoming an entrepreneur or something, you know, that was completely unexpected. Um, you know, doing this podcast, you know, what, what we've done. Um, yeah. I think it's... It, Nowadays, one of the things that I've decided to do is to say, you know what, I want to, to, to try and give back as much as I can, you know, and then how can I do it in a sense where, you know, I can reach as many people as possible, uh, but have someone tell a real story. And that's something that was really important to me, you know, um, and that's why having these conversations are, are so important, you know, and, yes. and it's so fulfilling as well, because every person that listens, um, we'll get something out of it. And as I always say, listen, if, it, if it's just one person. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's so, it, you know, that's the thing that, um, you know, when I was doing a bit of research as well, because I am a great researcher and I, I tell people don't research, just get out and do it. Mm. But do as I say, don't do as I do, you know, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I do a lot of research and, and online, there's a lot of people out there trying to sell you that quick fix. Mm. You know, it's the, the seven-day abs and all this sort of stuff. You've got to wade through all that sort of bullshit. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so you've got to wade through all that stuff and find find people, and it could be someone that's just in your local, you know, the local pub that you've re- over the last six months you've said, shit, look at Jimmy. How good's he looking? Yeah. Go and have a talk to him. You know, sidle up next to the bar and be probably drinking soda water now. Go up and talk to him <laughs> and say, What have you been doing, Jimmy? Now, yeah. hopefully he's not sick, but you know <laughs> but you know, hopefully that uh, you know he's got and people and what I'm finding and people that are doing something and have done something positive to change, they're generally really happy because they're now positive, they're really happy to share how they did it. Mm. So, you know, you don't have to go and find a Drew Manning or a John Joseph. You can find Jimmy from the local pub or the, you know, Susie who's down at the local netball mm. club or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, if you open your eyes, there are people in your own life that you can learn from. And, you know, it's really, you know, to the mums that are dropping off kids, they might see that that lady who, Every day she drops the kids off and then she's off. She's got the, you know, the yoga pants on and off she goes. And before you know it, she's looking fantastic. You know, tap into that knowledge. Yeah. 
it's it's all around us. But yeah. when you when you when you're not quite where you should, you you blinkered. You're not seeing everything, are you? You know, yeah. you're seeing through just that your own sort of view. Open your eyes up, because just over there could be someone that could change your life. Yeah, and um, you know, and I think that's why your podcast is really good too, because Thank you. you've got lots of different people from all walks of life. You yeah. know, and, and going through, you've had some well-known people, but then you've had people like me that no one knows. So, you know, I think you can learn. You can learn from any 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 walk of life, really, can't you? Yeah, yeah, but you know what? It's for me. It's an art. I don't care if the person I'm interviewing has got you know millions of followers or or whether they've got one. You know, yeah. the interest. And to be honest, and I'll be completely blunt here, I'd much rather interview somebody that has a genuine story to tell than some you know, jumped up celebrity who, you know, just wants to talk shit all day. I'm not interested. Trying to sell, trying to sell something. I'm not interested. You know, the thing is for me, what I'm interested in is, is what can you bring to the table? You know, leave your ego at the door. Let's have a nice conversation here and and, and let's yeah. get honest, you know, because the, the fact of the matter is this in life, you know, there are people dying from, you know, drug addiction, alcohol, food, sugar is, you know, the, the biggest killer in the world, you know, as, as well as other things as well, you know, and, yeah. and you've witnessed, you know, stuff like that, obviously, you know, personally, as you said, you've been struggling with your weight. I've done exactly the same, you know, I've drank myself to, to, to oblivion and almost killed myself a number of times with, with drugs, you know, yeah. and food was also something that, you know, could have killed me if I didn't put a check on it as well. So, yeah. you know, there is always going to be somebody that has a story to tell. And the thing is the person who's listening, what I want them to realize is that, you know what, you are not on your own. You know, you are yeah. just another person like all of us who have struggled, but you can make a change, you know, and, and, and that's the message for me. Yeah. It's the most important message for me, regardless to, to, to who's sitting, you know, across the screen or across the table. Yeah. And and don't be and if you are that person, don't be scared to ask someone. Yeah. You know, if you do see if you do see someone in your community who you think's made a, a big change and you could learn from them, don't be scared to ask them because they will be happy to share. Well, in my experience, they'll be really happy to share how they've done it. Yeah. And you know, we can we can sit back and and so, oh, no, I couldn't do that. That gets back to that positivity. But if you can just try and push that, push that uh, thinking to the positive side, yeah. it, it, it's really incredible what things will open up for you. And, um, you know, and you talk about diet and food and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I've had, I've had, uh, two of my aunties have died of cancer in the last sort of five or six years. Mm-hmm. My grandmother died of cancer. Um, my grandfather had a heart attack and died. So, you know, they were, and I'm pretty sure the cancers are, are aligned to diet in a lot of respect. I think the sugar feeds a lot of that sort of stuff. Now, I haven't done enough research, obviously, but that just seems to be a common thread that sugar is not a good thing if people have got cancer that feeds the mm-hmm. feeds the cancer cells. Um, so just addressing little things in your diet yeah. Um can really make a massive change if you're looking at a weight, you know, a weight situation. Now, I had to make a, a big change because, you know, 350 pounds. I'm only six foot tall. I'm not a six foot seven or I'm not a big man. Um, um, I, I have 
one of my, my nicknames is blocker, so I've got sort of I'm a square <laughs> sort of shape. So I, I can put on muscle when I do that training, but, you know, I carry a lot of weight around my midsection. Yeah. And um, you really just have to change your diet to address that sort of stuff, and that's where the, the plant-based, I'm, I'm not completely vegan. I'm probably about 90%. 90% there, but mm-hmm. if anyone's thinking about it, you can still eat lots and lots of food. So if you like to eat, yeah. it's great. There's yeah. heaps of <laughs> you can fill yourself up, no problem. Lots of tasty stuff. And most, a lot of, you know, the Western diets, a lot of meat and protein based, but most other, most other diets around the world are heavily vegetarian with a bit of protein thrown in, aren't they? So <clears throat> there's lots of, Lots of beautiful food that you can eat, so don't be scared that you're going to be missing out on your, yeah. you know, your, your your steak and chips and that sort of stuff. Yeah. There's so much better stuff out there. Yeah, sure. yeah. And the interesting thing because I I was I grew up in Brazil, so I grew up with that kind of diet. You know, eating rice, beans, lentils, you name it. You know, a yeah. lot of earthy foods, and uh, yeah. you know, and coming over to the UK. Here, the food is very different. It's all yeah. kind of potatoes, protein. Yes, they have an element of, of veg, but now, and it's not just here in the UK, but globally as well, you know, it's um, it's incredible. Fast food is, is the way forward now, you know. Yeah. It's, and, and why? Because it's so quick and easy. Also, yeah. it's so much cheaper. You know, it's on yeah. all the time where, you know, people who um, – you know, single mums with with kids or people who are on welfare, people who who can't afford to buy veg and you know and eat healthy all the yeah. time. They want to. It's not the fact that they don't want to. Is the fact that it's cheaper nowadays. And this is the criminal thing for me. It's the fact that the government and the food industry makes these foods cheaper than actually buying fruit and veg. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So these people. And you wonder how they do it. It's just obviously you know bulk buying power, but. You know, it's um, Rich Rich Roll. If anyone's listening, Rich Roll did a um, a YouTube on eating vegan on a budget. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can because you know rice and beans and things like that. But you can buy if you go to the right places. And I'm not sure what it's like in the UK, but mm-hmm. if you go to the right places, you can get you know, a big bag of broccoli or some cauliflower, and, and it doesn't cost you that much. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to make that shift to, to use that sort of stuff. And it might be that if you try and do two meals or three meals a week rather than seven takeaway, try and cut back to two or three, yeah. even doing that, you'd make a, a massive change. Oh, you know, because yeah. Kids, unfortunately, kids, unless they're active, they're just like anyone else. You start putting too much in, too much fuel in, and they're not getting rid of that energy and they're not using it. They're going to put on weight, and you know, by the time they're eighteen or twenty, it's going to be so much harder yeah. for them to lose that weight than if they're starting off on on the right track. And I know that's really hard for people to do on a budget and and all that sort of stuff, but it can be done. Yeah, you know, I guess it's just it's about setting priorities as yeah. well. You know. Um, and, you know, the fellow I spoke to yesterday, um, Declan uh, McGovern, who was this, the guy that won the 
um, bodybuilder.com transformation. He goes by the name of Farmer Fit, so you can look him up on Instagram and and um, um, uh, Facebook, Farmer Fit Journey. Mm-hmm. He, his reason was that his wife had had five miscarriages oh, wow. and the doctor said to him, you know, they were going through all these things, do you smoke, do you drink, no, no, no. And then she said, do you exercise? And he said, well, no, I work, I'm a farmer, I work because he was overweight. And she said, well, being overweight can really be a restriction on the ability to get pregnant, whether it's a male or female. So it'll affect your sperm if you're a male. It'll affect you if you're a female. So he that really shone a light on him that he could potentially be the reason why he's putting his wife through five miscarriages. Right. That you know he's not producing healthy sperm, and um, that was a real kick in the ass for him because he saw the anguish and the pain she was going through. It was bad for him, but yeah. she's the one that's actually going through the process. Um, so you know, think about your kids too. You know, there are studies out there that kids overweight, you know, will struggle with their fertility and those sorts of things down the track. And that's just one thing. You know, it's diabetes is a yeah. <laughs> epidemic oh god you know, <laughs> epidemic proportions and as you said right at the start we're all born equal mm. you know we start off with this great body that can squat and can you know it's got all full range of movement and all this sort of stuff and why ruin it by poor choices yeah <laughs> and that's all it is it's poor choices and um it you know I guess we're now we're the converted. It's hard. It's like that the ex smoker, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. that pain in the ass ex smoker. Yeah. <laughs> it's now preaching to everyone. You don't you don't want to be that guy, but yeah. you know you. But I think it's there's an element where you have to, you know, because if if we don't break the mold and then talk about it, then the next person is not going to know. You know, yeah. that's what you've yeah. done. You know, you, you've made that decision, you broke the mold. And regardless to, to, to age, do you know what I mean? And, and this is the thing, that, and that's the beautiful thing about what you've done as well, which is incredible, is, you know, you're proven and showing, listen, it doesn't matter what age you are as well. You know, no. and I heard somebody say that, you know, um, you know, you, uh, what was that? I'm kind of paraphrasing, but, you know, age doesn't stop you from, from being fit. <laughs> stopping that stops you from being fit you know Mm. so keep moving you know keep moving keep exercising you know and it doesn't matter what age you are and how many times all you've got to do is google there's like a i showed my wife uh there was this woman's like 17 year old woman and she's a bodybuilder yeah i was going to talk about her oh my i'm gonna try and get her on a podcast she's incredible (laughs) and my wife my wife's seven months pregnant and she still crossfits, you know, obviously she's yeah. doing it in a healthy way, but you know, it's amazing, you know, absolutely yeah. amazing. I was having a chat with my daughter today. She's staying with me for a few days and she said to me, Oh dad, I started to do some shuttle runs now. And I mean, she's fit anyway, really? but getting into that, my son's in Australia at the moment. He's seen, he's visiting family and he's crossfitting as well. He's 20. Oh. So yeah. Fantastic. It's that my really- wife and, my wife and daughter CrossFit, and um, they've only just started. They we did it sort of three or four years ago, um, and and just what happens, I think, a lot with CrossFit. You know, you, you get a few injuries if you're not careful, mm-hmm. and then it's hard to go back. Um, they've just started back 
since I've been doing this fitness. Mm-hmm. I plan to go back at just at the moment with I'm still in, you know, I'm sort of 104, so I'm th- still three, over 300 pounds. Sure. I, I get very competitive. So if, if I'm in there, I want to start deadlifting, you know, 400 pounds and squatting 350 pounds and all this sort of stuff. And it's, it's not safe, not safe for me. Mm-hmm. So, but I think CrossFit's a brilliant way. And CrossFit also, you don't have to join a box because it's yeah. all open source mm-hmm. stuff. So the body weight exercises they have, you could go to the local park, you could get a group of mates together, yeah. take your iPad or your iPhone and just look up the workout of the day, yeah. scale it if you need to, you know, change it around, some monkey bars and few benches, you can do box jumps, you can do pull-ups, you can do dips, you can do a massive amount of stuff. So you don't need to, and I keep saying to people, you don't need to have a personal trainer. I think if you if you can afford that, it's great because that is some accountability. Yeah. But just just doing something, just yeah. get up and do something, and that's that's going to be the biggest, I think, change is just forming that habit of getting up and doing something and, you know, it's great to hear that you know you've got your family's right into CrossFit, and so you're a, you're a CrossFitter as well. Oh, absolutely! So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. How are your hands looking? You've got you got all the tears on oh, you, dude. My <clears throat> I tore my all my knuckles here and here and on this side of doing uh, doing pull ups. Yeah, uh, it was a toaster bar. That's what rips my hands every oh, time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done. Good on yeah, you. Yeah, I know. That's what my coach says. He goes, now you're a CrossFitter. Now that you've taught yeah. hands, you're a CrossFitter. <laughs> but that's a really good example. CrossFit, I think the popularity of CrossFit is community. Yeah. You know, because it's one of the – you go into the gym, normally you're in a class with 10 or 15 other people mm. and you're all happy to see each other for a start. Yeah. There's some – it is, seems to be a real community and everyone's – likes it when you get a PR or, you know, and that spurs them on a little bit and yeah. and they seem to cheer you on. And I, I used to be the bloke that would come in last on all the Metcons and all that sort of stuff. But people would stay and watch and encourage you and, you know, and I think that's a, a if someone is near lives near a, a CrossFit gym, at least go and check it out. Yeah. It can be maybe a little bit intimidating to start with, yeah. um, but, geez, they get results. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's interesting what you're saying about the community, Phil, because it's so true. You know, I when I first came across my my wife, the one that actually got us into CrossFit, <laughs> I always right. just go to the gym. I, I come from a, like a mixed martial arts background. So right. I just wanted to find somewhere where I could do some weights, I can do some cardio, and then I can hit the bags, you know, to to work on work on the beach curls. Get yeah, the, exactly. Get the guns. Yeah. So I thought, right, that's going to be my goal. And there is literally a gym across the across the road from where we live now. And uh, we walked in there. And she goes, "Oh, they do this thing called CrossFit." And I thought, oh, "God, it's." I've, I remember hearing about it. <laughs> I thought this sounds so wanky. I really don't want to do it. And I, and as soon as I walked in, he's like people slamming weight. But you know what the difference is? Is I was confusing what they were doing, you know, to some egotistic idiot in a gym who doesn't know what he's doing and he's slamming the weights around because he wants people to watch him. And that's yeah. what I realized. And as soon as I walked in that box, mate, and I had to do the baseline. 
And for people who don't know what the baseline is, go to a CrossFit gym, do the on-ramp and do the baseline. It's And it humbled me because... and Brutal. Oh, and I fell in love with it from there, you know, because it's yeah. exactly that. Everyone cheers you on. And it, yeah. there is no there is no thing. It does get competitive, as you said. So I'm very competitive as well. Yeah. But the thing is what I've learned for me is, you know what, I'm just going to compete against me, you know. And then as I started to get a little bit better, I then started to kind of pick a few people, you know, silently and says, right, I'm going to try yeah. and chase him or her and, you know, and start yeah. to improve. And, and eventually I did. And, and it was, and, and I, that's why I completely fell in love with the sport. You know, I had somebody who I was training with on Saturday and the woman turned around and said to me, she went, Oh, I managed to run 400 meters for the first time. She went, I was the last one. And I went, stop there. I said, you did the 400 meters. I said, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Don't knock it. You know? And then for me as a yeah. coach, the first thing I'll go is don't put yourself down, you know, pat yourself in the back for doing something like that because yeah. I think it's so important, isn't it? You know, to give ourselves credit as well. Yeah, and I was talking to um, uh, my first guest on guest on the podcast was a fellow by the name of Chris Massey. Now, Chris is a, I guess he's a, he's an AF. It wasn't an AFL footballer. He was a very good AFL footballer, and the AFL, I guess, is the our equivalent to the English Premier League. Yeah. For your soccer. Yeah. Uh, players, and um, he's now a personal trainer in in the city where I live in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And his big thing is, you know, it's all very well you're wanting to get fit and wanting to change your life, but why? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing it? You know, so find out what your why is. But also, when we were talking mm-hmm. yesterday, um, we were talking about that you need to take ownership of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So as you say, you know, if you're doing really well give yourself a pat on the back because you're doing well and you've you've created that you're the one who's created that but if you're not doing well and you, and it's because of you it's not outside circumstances you know there and and look let's not kid ourselves there are people that are in some really bad places and you know I would not like to be swap positions with them whether it's family situations and this sort of stuff mm-hmm. um you can change there, but it's certainly not as easy. But if you're in a bad place because you just go to the pub every night and you have six pints and, you you know, you go down the road and you grab a, a um, you know, a, I guess we call them a gyros or a falafel or something, you know, I don't know what they call them over there. but Kebabs. And then you get kebab and then you go home and you have another, you know, couple of cans of beer and then you order a, a pizza that's your fucking fault, mate. <laughs> right? What you know, there's no surprise why you're fat and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So you've got to take ownership of that as well. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back when you've done well, but when you've done, you know, when you know that I've caused this, mm-hmm. you've got to take some ownership of that as well. It's not about beating yourself up, but you got you can't say, well, this happened and then uh, no, mate, you went and had six pints. <laughs> Yeah. You got a kebab, you had a pizza. Yeah. Of course you're gonna have a fat guts. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's no there's no hiding from it. No. But yeah. don't dwell on that and say, Well, because therefore I'm fat, I can't change. Mm. No. I've yes, I've done that to myself, but the same in reverse will happen. If I walk around the block mm. and I have four pints mm. and I don't have the kebab, 
that's going to make a positive impact. It's not perfect, yeah. but you're making a change. Yeah. You know, you're consuming three and a half thousand calories instead of six thousand calories. Yeah. You exactly. know. Yeah. And then over over time that will make a change. So yeah. it's just about little incremental change if you can. If you can make a massive change, which I'm trying to do, all the better. That's what I'd suggest. But if you can make little incremental change, it might take you three years instead of a year and a half. But yeah. as you know, look, I'm fifty. I'm not sure how old you are, but yeah. It goes pretty quick. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it? So you need to start now. You need to yeah. start now and get into it. it. Yeah, and, and I say to people all the time, stop complaining, you know. Stop complaining and do something about it and then you will start yeah. to see the difference. And as you said, the simplicity of it is, is the, you know, that's so key. Just keep it simple. You know, as you said, <laughs> Walk around the block or walk to the end of the road and back, you know, yeah. even if you were to do it a few times. Um, you know, as you said, consume a few less pints and, you know, and, and maybe change yeah. your, your food choice. Something small. And then eventually, as you start to feel better, you then, you, it's, it's, it's that typical thing, isn't it? As you start to then feel better, you then carry on the change, you know, yeah. making it's, that it's just, habit. It's like climb, it's climbing a mountain. You, you know, they don't go straight to the top, do they? They'll right. have to go around and up and down and find their path. And yeah. it's the same thing. If if you're if you're trying to make change, whether it's weight loss or anything else in your life, you're trying to change jobs or you know, you may go down the wrong path for mo- two months or four months. Yeah. You can always turn back. Yeah. It's, it's not the end of the world. I think the the making the change, the making the effort to do something is half the challenge. Mm. If you can get yourself to that point where you decide you're making the change, you are going to have some muck-ups along the way, you know. I've, I was weighing myself every day. Mm. And when you didn't, when I didn't lose any weight or, I, you know, I put weight on, it was like, oh, why? this is just crazy. This is stupid. It's not working. Yeah. No, right? You just so now I weigh myself every two weeks. Yeah. And you know, I have plateaued a little bit, but I because I've I've put on some muscle because I've been doing quite a few weights. So yeah. you've got to think about you've got to think about those things as well. It's my clothes are all fitting better and mm. so you know, probably taking measurements is a better way to yeah. assess <clears throat> rather than just taking a weight. Yeah. Um but don't get disheartened because you've made the change. Yeah. You might have gone down the wrong path, but you've made the change. Mm. That's the hard part. So you can then take a shortcut and go the other way now that you've made the change. Yeah. Don't go back to base camp and back to, yeah. you know, where you were before. Yeah. Take advantage that you've made that change. Yeah. Maybe change direction slightly, you know, if it's not quite working. And yeah. as you say, you can walk around the block. Once you've walked around the block for a week or two weeks, you might decide that you can jog to the corner mm. and then walk around the block. You do that for two weeks and then then all of a sudden you're jogging around the block and then next thing you, 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 you're running five miles. Yeah, that's you it. Know? Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. It like you probably you getting your first toes to bar was a hard hard thing to do oh it was awful i remember walking into the gym and i think i did one pull-up 
Yeah. That's it, like a strip. A lot of people can't even do that. I can't do a pull-up. <laughs> yeah. And it's just kind of working slowly, kind of working towards, you know, being able to do that. And yeah. But my my first thought was, well, that's it, you failed. You can't even do one. How are you going to crossfit? That's the first yeah. thing that popped into my head. But what, I, what I've learned to do now is I grasp myself up. So I tell somebody, you know, I tell somebody, oh, man, I feel like, and then, you know, they would then educate me and say the same thing. And then it makes me feel bad. I was like, okay, well, let's keep trying. You know, I started doing ring rows to start. Yeah. yeah. Or you get the, get the bands out, get the bands out to get you. <laughs> oh, dude, that was literally basics. That was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's amazing. It's amazing. Just, it's all about it's the journey. It's what people always say. Life is about the journey, don't they? They say, you know, People are striving for some form of happiness or success, and it's it's never there. <laughs> you know, you don't reach that point. It's what happens along the way. Yeah. You know, and I know in your business you talk to people about this sort of stuff, but mm. it's a mind shift. It's just changing the way you think about things, which will really um, – and that's the biggest challenge. It's all in your head, yeah. really. Yeah. You know, you can change the physical, you can you can do all that sort of stuff, but you've got to get your head right first. Yeah. I, mean, I, you know, that. I, I had a very good friend of mine say to me, listen, your your emotions are a byproduct of your thoughts, you know, yeah. which is so true. You know, yeah. it, it is very true. And, and I talk about this all the time. I always try to say to people, be careful what you're thinking, you know, just watch your thoughts, don't attach to them. You know, we, we have all of these labels, we attach to everything and uh, nine times out of 10, they're not positive stuff. You know, no. so I always try to say to people, listen, <clears throat> listen to, to the people who are doing things differently. Seek those yeah. people. You know, I don't have all the answers. You know, I, I've learned stuff from you today and, you know, and I learn from people every day. That's why I love yeah. doing this because as you said, the journey is continuous you know, yeah. we're not put on this earth to live here for 10 years and that's it, you're done. You know, yeah. you've been around for, for, for 50 years and, and look, you know, you're you're still kind of beginning that journey. You, you've you've yeah. lived up to now and all of a sudden you've kind of thought, actually, I'm, I need to change. So now you've lived yeah. something else. And what I always say to people is don't get so used to living, as you said before, that blinkered life. You know, mm. you are so blessed to be here that, we have endless amount of opportunities of what we can do, you know, and yeah. happiness and answers, everything that we're trying to seek is not out there. It's in here. You know, you've got mm. to find it in yourself. You know, when you're looking yeah. at yourself in the mirror, that's the fucking person you've got to love most. Yeah. You know and what that's, I mean? That's, and that's the person you've also got to be the most brutal with. And it's not about being negative to yourself, but if you know you're going down the wrong path or you're doing, you know, you're, you're drinking too much, you're taking drug, you're hanging out with the wrong people, you've got to, you've got to acknowledge that. You, without that acknowledgement, you're not, you'll never change. No. You know, it's, it's, it's all about self-awareness. Yeah. And, um, again, that's easier said than done, yeah. but nothing that's worth doing is easy, no. really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, and that's, and I guess that's talk about, you know, the online stuff and that sort of Kardashian Sort of syndrome that every everyone thinks that the photo shop, looks at the Photoshop photos and thinks these people are living this perfect mm. life. Yeah, 
they'd have some shit going on in the background that you wouldn't even want to fucking be part of, no. <laughs> you know. Yeah. They're not living a perfect life. No, no. And this <laughs> is a lot of- we say to people as well, if, if, if you have to Photoshop your picture, what does that say about that person's self-esteem? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. If you have yeah. to, to, you know, to change a, a simple photo on Instagram, to make yeah. it look different, and you're already wearing makeup or whatever it is that you're wearing already, and you oh, and you've already had yeah, and you've already had every injection or every <laughs> under the sun as well. This is it, it's, you know. Yeah, and kids, and, kids aspire to that sort of stuff. They want to be insta famous. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And listen, this is just us old blokes talking, though, Alex. <laughs> we're just old fellas. <laughs> yes, and. Uh, <laughs> Well, my daughter's 13 and I say, you know, I, I try to say it to her all the time and she talks to me quite openly, which is nice, you know, and, you know, I always explain to her, listen, <clears throat> if you need validation from anyone, get it from yourself, you know, yeah. get it from people who are closest to you, you know, don't try to get validation from the internet, don't try to do it from Instagram or Snapchat and, and stuff like that, because these things are, you know, one minute it will carry you, the next minute it will absolutely drop you, you know, and, yeah. and, We've seen this time and time again on social media, on TV, where, you know, celebrities have been on top and then they've been on absolute rock bottoms, you know, oh. and the people that pick them up will kick them down just the same, you know, and this yeah. is the if you're relying on somebody else to carry you through life, it's never going to last, you know. Well, you look at, you look at the, um, you know, I've seen a few of those celebrity big brother clips over the years of the, the British celebrity. There's not a sadder thing that I've ever seen than <laughs> these oh, people man. clinging on to whatever little fame that they had in the first place. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's so sad. You know, that's not yeah. something to be celebrated. That's just really sad that yeah. <laughs> these poor people, yeah. Um, yeah. and they could be out there doing so much more with their lives and whether that meant being a postie, you know, a, a postman or a working in a hairdressing studio, whatever, they could be producing so much more positivity in, in their own lives mm. by just living a normal life than yeah. chasing this false, yeah. you know, this false dream. And, yeah. and, um, you know, I think kids, kids do get caught up in that sort of stuff a little bit. And I've got two girls myself and a son. My son, my son's super well adjusted. He's a social worker. He works with kids that come from terrible life situations and he's a really well adjusted lad. Yeah. The girls are great, but you know, they get caught up in that stuff as well and doing the funny little duck, you know, the, the pout when you take your <laughs> selfie and, <laughs> and all that sort of stuff, you know. But um yeah, it's I think it's all about self awareness. I think if that's anything that, you know, you could take away today is, you know, I've become more self aware over time. You know, I used to be self obsessed. Yeah. You know, when you're younger, it's all about you. But I think becoming self-aware means you're more likely to um, listen to what other people are saying. You're more likely to, um, you know, listen to other opinions as well because you know that you're not the answer to everything. You don't have all the answers. And you're more likely to accept help if you need it. Yeah. You know, as young as young men, you know, that's the last thing you want to do. You won't stop and ask anyone for directions. Yeah. You, want, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's in the old days as well. Now they've got their phones. But, you know, yeah. in our day we used to have a map in the car. Yes. Yeah, so. um, 
<laughs> but as you get older and become more self-aware of, you know, your limitations and, and your life experience, I think that's a good good thing moving from self-obsession to self-awareness and, and um, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And the journey continues, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the beauty about this stuff, you know, this 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 whole – podcast is, is is all about that you know being able to bring that message to someone who 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 is younger you know who, who probably thinks he knows it all you know i yeah. was at that age you were at that age you know and, and it's yeah. hilarious my son's at that age now he's 20 you know yeah. and, um, but you know what if there is one thing that we can do as i as i said before if there's one person that you can reach that takes something out of it and it's not about changing don't change your life you know, keep doing what you're doing. If you're doing something positive, carry on. I always influence yeah. that. I influence that in anybody. Listen, if you're doing something good, carry on. If you change your mind halfway through and you think I'm going to try something else, or if you're still young, do it. Knock yourself out. I say this to my daughter. I say it to my son. I said, piss off to Australia. Go and travel. A year or so before that, he went to America. And I'm so proud of him for doing that, you know, because that's what kids should do. You know, go and live your life, but make good choices. You know, if you're doing something positive, I will always support it. You know, I mean, for anybody who's young, and I'm sure you will back on this, that, you know what, enjoy these early times of your life. Because as you then start to to get older, if you can find your self-awareness early, God, by the time they get to our age, you you will be made, you know, from a personal perspective, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... um, yeah, look, it's probably it is tougher now for the kids coming through because they're they're bombarded with so much more stuff than we were. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in the country in 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 Victoria in in Australia, mm-hmm. and we had two television channels, and and one radio station, so we weren't <laughs> we weren't being bombarded with all this other stuff. You know. Yeah. We didn't have computers and, and, and internet, and, you know, that would, that would have been straight off of Star Trek, you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, look, it is certainly a real challenge. And I think, you know, as us as older and, and you know, and as adults, you know, you've got an obligation to do the things that you were just talking about, instilling some self-confidence in your kids and, and trying to build their self-awareness that, um, you know, they are in control of their, their futures and, and it's not, they're not going to be helpless and, you know, no one's going to do it for them. They've got to do it for themselves. Mm. But, you know, I think you build that by building confidence in your kids and giving the ability, giving them the ability to think for themselves. I think that's probably one of the best things as a parent that you can do is to create some critical thinkers, you yeah. know, yeah. they can. They don't just follow follow what the next guy's doing or the next girl's doing. They can actually stop and think and say, well, is that something that I should be doing? Is it going to be, you know, a positive experience or a negative experience? And, yeah. you know, we're not, no one's perfect. We've all done stupid things. God, yeah. And listen, you know, in life I don't think we should ever seek to be, you know. I always say to people, well, perfection will only lead you to failure. Do you know what I mean? You know, because yeah. if you try to seek perfection, you're going to realize it doesn't exist. And what's going to happen, you're going to give up, you know, yeah. and I'd much rather, you know, keep trying and keep trying and keep trying than, you know, to, to, to not do it at all. And, and as you said, yeah. one of the things you touched on there about, you know, parents, you know, parents who are listening to this, 
you know, let your kids, if they're doing something good, inspire them to carry on, you know. Yeah, encourage don't them. Stop them, yeah, encourage them. You know, don't put yeah. your fears onto them, you know, because you're going to regret it later on, you know. Yeah. And that's something I always say to people is be that, be the influencer, you know, be that that channel where, especially for, for kids nowadays, I think it's so important for them to to have people that they can look up to, um, yeah. you know, and it, it's so important, isn't it? And I think encourage, and look, I think encouraging them to do something also, um, if they fail, that that's not a bad thing, you know. I think a lot of the times, um, you know, it's, it's the thing now, and I know in Australia, and I don't know if it happens in Great Britain, but I'm pretty sure it does, they give ribbons out for the person who comes last, <sighs> you know. Yeah. So they, they've not experienced any, any um I guess um, failure. Yeah, I still I got a I got a rib. I must have done something right. I've got a ribbon, you know. Yeah. Not everyone can be the fastest runner or the fastest swimmer or the best, uh, you know, in the spelling bee or whatever. And yeah. that's just a fact of life. And so when you get into the workplace, yeah. they're not handing out certificates for the the poorest, you know, the person that performs the worst at their job. Yeah. They're handing out a letter that says, don't come back on Monday. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you've got to, you've got to prepare your kids for failure as well. So, yeah. and that builds positive self-esteem that uh, yeah. it's not the end of the world. If I do something and it doesn't work, mm. I didn't die. No. You know, nothing, the world didn't, the, the sky didn't cave in. Yeah. Okay. Let's pick myself up, dust myself off and I'll do it slightly different next time. And maybe that'll get me a different result. Yeah. But, you know, telling someone that it was the bank's fault or it was the neighbor's fault or your boss's fault, that doesn't help anyone. No. no. You're just, <laughs> just in denial. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. But it's amazing, you know, we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah, but then who ends up suffering in the end? Yeah, it's crazy. You it's know? crazy. We do, right? <laughs> That's the thing. Paul, yeah. listen, thank you so much, man, for, for, for taking the time. The morning for you. Um, Sorry if I was a bit low energy and a bit sleepy. <laughs> oh, man, listen, I really enjoyed it. I, I can carry on. I've just clocked what the time is for me. And, and you know what, I, I can just carry on and carry on talking. And, you know, I um, I really, really enjoyed it. And I guess for me is, you know, any kind of final words from, from you? Uh, be nice to your mum. Yeah. <laughs> Say that to someone today. <laughs> I think, look, I think, yeah, look, um, I, I, I do, I say that as a little bit of a joke, but I do, I seriously do say it. Look, my, my father died when I was seven years old. So I came, you know, we had a bit of, bit of a challenge at that point, And my mum was a, just a rock solid. I'm sure she had her issues yeah. behind closed doors. And I'm sure there was a lot of sleepless nights and tears. But I never saw any of that, yeah. and um, you know she was she was just a rock throughout my life, and so you know, yeah, give your mum a hug, give your mum a kiss, and say thank you for all the things that they do for you. Yeah, man, perfect. Couldn't have said it better. Love to all the mums. They're absolutely <laughs> <laughs> good on you, mate. Cool. Listen, thank you so much, and and to everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have any questions, as always. 
go to our website, www.happyasavagroup.com. Um, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and um, yeah, keep listening. And we will see you again on the next episode. See you soon. Take care.